0: When I moved back to Amherst, Nova Scotia after 15 years away, something had changed. Like many other towns, our local businesses and business people had been overwhelmed by large corporations and monopolies. This hurt the spirit of our communities. We lost our autonomy, our self-reliance, and our hope. So join me as I learn more about where we are now, how we got here, and what we can do to take back our communities. I'm Andrew Cameron, and Monopoly's Killed My Hometown. All right, everyone, welcome back to Monopoly's Killed My Hometown. I'm Andrew Cameron. I'm really excited about being back after our little hiatus. This is episode number 19, and today it's all about garbage. Well, I'm excited about this episode, but not because I'm talking about garbage, but it's something that happened in Amherst this year, and for me, it provides a fantastic example of everything I've talked about in this podcast. It also provides learning experience for different municipalities, provinces, or any other organization that puts work out to tender. And I think I have a way that they can also act in an anti-monopoly way. So here's my story about the town of Amherst and garbage. So in February this year, I read in our weekly flyer wrap, you know, what kind of stands for our newspaper now, that the municipal waste collection in Amherst is going to change. Currently we have garbage and compost picked up one week and then recyclables are picked up the following week. You know, in the summer, they do compost every week. And every day, Miller Waste has a contract. They pick up garbage in a different part of town. So my part of town is on Fridays. And so the current contract that the town of Amherst has with Miller Waste expires on March 31st this year. And there's a new contract that's going into effect on April 1st. So in the second year of this contract, the schedule is going to change from the current one, where Miller Waste picks up garbage one week, recycling compost the other, to they're going to pick up everything, everywhere in town, every second Tuesday. And so the press release said that maintaining the current schedule would have cost an extra $75,000 over the five years. Like, I don't know if that's annually or if that's over the life of the contract. Either way, I know that our waste collection cost is increasing from $170 a year to $275. For me, that's not a whole lot of money. But waste removal is such a key service that the municipalities offer. I'm just frustrated it's going up by well over 50% for the year. But for me, when I read this one, this change just annoyed me. I expressed my opinion to the town staff, and they raised the point that really the service level isn't changed, and that some people they've talked to have actually liked the fact that they'll only have put out waste every two weeks. And so I said, you know, maybe I'm just getting to the age where any change is bothering me. I'm really sure once I get used to the switch, I'll be fine. But we'll see. Okay, so before we get further into the discussion of what happened here, now municipalities can help in the anti-monopoly fight, I want to spend some time talking about the history of waste collection and removal in Amherst because there is some nuance in history. I've to put this conversation in context. So when I was growing up in town, everybody hired someone to take care of their garbage. We didn't recycle, we didn't compost, everything just went into a black garbage and was taken away. So this was also the same time where you could just go to the dump. Now I remember when I was a kid, there were days I'd go with my grandfather and we'd just go out to the dump just to see what we could find. You know, we'd poke around in garbage and we'd come home with like electronics or things that just somebody had thrown away that still looked good you know, it's probably good we can't do that. Like, it's probably not safe to do that anymore, but really that was a thing that used to be able to do. And so I don't want to go back to that either. The thing is, when looking back, most of the people that were doing garbage removal at this time and historically in Amherst were African Nova Scotians. Historically in Amherst and like most small towns and communities, Black people in African Nova Scotians were held out of certain jobs and careers. So they started their own businesses doing garbage removal, uh, masonry, you know, sidewalk repairs, different things like that. And so in the 1990s, the town of Amherst switched from everyone hiring their own garbage collection to a municipal wide waste collection strategy. And so looking back, I mean, this had a disproportionate impact on the black community in Amherst. I don't remember all the nuances of the debate, but my take is that at that point, the town probably did need to move to townwide garbage collection. I just wonder if there was a way to structure it or do something so that it had less of an impact on the African Nova Scotia community in Amherst. Then in the early 2000s, the townwide collection tender was awarded to Miller Waste. They've had the contract since then. The other thing I've got to note on this is Miller Waste also handles all the garbage removal for our construction projects and for our apartments. And so one other key point in this context is that Miller Group, which owns Miller Waste, also purchased Cumberland Paving Limited at around 2010. And so Cumberland Paving was one of the two locally owned paving companies. You know, they had the asphalt portion, they also had trucks, and they had a quarry. With that in context, there's another player that's going to come into the discussion, which is the Municipal Group of Companies, or better known as Dexter Construction. And so they're the largest highway builder in Nova Scotia, and they're a conglomerate that owns really so many random businesses. They own the RE Group, which is a large garbage collection waste removal company, and a few years ago they purchased Costin's Paving in Amherst, which is the second of the locally owned paving companies. And so key to remember that our two paving companies in Amherst that were previously locally owned are now part of larger conglomerates. And now let's get back to the garbage collection in town. In talking to the town staff, they said, you know, when Miller Waste was awarded the first waste collection contract in the early 2000s, the cost of the individual homeowner decreased. And so for me, this makes sense. There would have been some efficiencies gained that could have been passed on to the homeowners. But I'd really be interested to know how many businesses bid on the tenders at that point. Something else I want to just mention before we carry on too much further is, and we talked about this in the retail section, is about predatory pricing right? And I'm not saying that this happened in context with garbage collection in Amherst. I just want to bring this up as a favorite tactic of monopolists. It's when a large company can subsidize losses, you know, or withstand making less profit in the order to undercut their competitors. And so they do this initially with the goal of driving them out of business. And then once the other competitors are gone, really the monopolist can start to increase their prices again to recoup those losses from the initial price cuts. That's why I'm kind of curious how many people bid on the tenders. Because I did find back in 2018, which was the last time this contract was awarded, there were three bids, Miller Waste, Farrow Waste in Recycling and GFL Environmental Incorporated. When this tender went out in 2023, there were two bids for Miller Waste and Farrow, which is owned by RE Group and the Municipal Group of Companies. I would be curious to see how many bids were on these tenders. Could we see that there was a trend of fewer and fewer bids over the last 20 years? It could show that there was consolidation in the industry. I mean, it doesn't prove predatory pricing You know, that really can only be done by really an in-depth investigation by the Competition Bureau or another agency. So when this tender went out in 2023, the Town of Amherst and the Municipality of Cumberland teamed up to issue a joint tender for waste collection services. So Amherst has a population of about 10,000 people, and Cumberland County is about 30,000 over an area of 4,300 square kilometres. To put it in another context, it's about two to two and a half hours drive from one side of the county to the other. And so the Municipality and the Town issued the tender at the same time but we're clear that they would make each independent decision to hire a waste removal company. And so for me my theory is that they did this to increase their we'll say quote-unquote buying power and hopefully the negotiating power when dealing with these large companies. And so I know that the goal in doing this was try to get the best price or best value for waste removal for the citizens. And I know this is where they're coming from and this is a very noble goal and this is what I really want our municipal governments to strive to do. Like I said, the two bids came from Miller Waste and Farrow, which is owned by municipal group of companies. These are also the same two companies that own the two local paving companies. And so when you look at budgets, one of the biggest areas of spending for the town of Amherst, municipality of Cumberland, province of Nova Scotia, whatever is road work and paving. If I was running either Miller Waste or municipal group of companies, I would not price my waste collection services extremely aggressively. You know, I'd really be afraid that I would upset the other company and then they would retaliate and undercut me on paving contracts. You know, and I wouldn't want to start a price war in one business line for the fear of losing business in a different line that we compete in. I've seen this happen before. At one point when I lived down in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, in Yarmouth there was one paving company that did all the highway and street work in the area. And then one year I started to see gravel trucks and equipment from another company working on the highway. And so I asked around and the rumor is that the Yarmouth company went to northern New Brunswick and took a job from that company. And so that company came down to Yarmouth and took a job back, sort of as a reminder for them just to stay in their lane. Another thing that really bugs me about this new contract the town has with Miller Waste is any of the efficiencies that are gained from this will all go to Miller Waste. So if I'm running Miller Waste and I know I have to allocate two trucks to Amherst every other Tuesday to collect waste, I'm not letting those trucks sit for 13 days. I'm gonna secure contracts with other municipalities for all those other days, and I'm going to move my trucks around as much as possible. I pictured like the circus coming to town every two weeks, instead of coming with their elephants and their slides and their tents, they're coming in with their garbage trucks and hauling everything away. In this case, instead of having two trucks in the 14 different municipalities, you know, I'm going to run two trucks. It's less maintenance, less staff, less overhead, all of that. And so Miller Waste is cutting their costs and increasing the price to municipalities. We're not going to see any of those savings. I think the logic behind combining the two tenders was to increase buying power to hopefully get a better price for citizens and residents in the towns. But I think it worked the opposite. Once you combine them, it made it so there was only two companies locally that could actually bid on them. And so I know if you're only getting two bids on something, you are not getting the best price possible. And so this brought up for me thinking, okay, what could the town have done instead? How could they have structured this to potentially lower the waste removal costs for citizens? So short of buying garbage trucks, hiring staff, and doing garbage removal themselves, my thinking is the town could have actually broken the tender into smaller pieces. And they could have structured them so that each piece was small enough or of a size where a small local business could bid on that portion of waste removal. And this is even more relevant in the municipality. I mean, why does one garbage company need to handle garbage removal in communities two hours apart? Why couldn't there be more local companies doing the work? Back to the town of Amherst, I don't have a specific plan figured out of, okay, this is one route, this is another route. Like, I don't have the information to create that effective plan. But my concept is to take the town and divide it into five to ten routes so that it would be possible for a smaller waste collector or a waste removal company with their own truck to complete the work. Then maybe you structure it so that a company can bid on a maximum of three to four routes. In this way, it can provide the opportunity for smaller companies to bid on the work, Hiring more local companies, and we're helping rebuild the small business network of our communities. Now with this, the thing is, my plan may not actually work for garbage removal. Like I think it's hard to start a garbage company. And from the town's perspective, this is such an important service that you don't want to just trust it to anybody. You want somebody with a track record. So I acknowledge that in reality, this may not work for garbage. But I think talking about garbage removal is actually an easy way to grasp this concept of how municipalities can actually work to be anti-monopoly and actually support their small businesses. Now, if the town did this, they would need more oversight and management. But I'm certain with enough bids, we would actually have a lower overall cost for waste collection so that we could actually probably hire staff to manage waste removal. Plus, if they're locally owned companies, the jobs, work and money would stay locally. And I see it as an opportunity for somebody to take control of their economic situation work hard and create a business, create jobs, keep more money locally. This is what I'd really like to see moving forward is I'd like all municipalities, the towns, provinces, federal government, everybody to think through their tenders and their RFPs and design them in a way that small businesses can actually bid on them and have a chance of winning. And doing this is a way that really municipalities and other organizations don't really have to do anything different, but it is a way to help rebuild our business communities. So those are my thoughts on garbage removal and how towns can help. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating or review uh, wherever you're listening. It helps a lot in sharing our message. And then check back next time. We're going to look at banking and the importance of banking to our communities and to our business communities. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. What you doing in a small town after the movie shows? A few powerful companies. Main Street is struggling. Monopolies killed my hometown.